Good morning, everybody. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. And it's our joy to be with you here today in our beautiful Temple of Light. <clears throat> I don't think it's redundant to say that. We'll be saying that <laughs> for some time. It's just uh, <clears throat> very inspiring and uh, a wish held in our hearts for so long now manifest. <clears throat> I'd like to read from the Rays of the One Light, and these are weekly commentaries on the Bible and Bhagavad Gita by Swami Kriyananda. And our reading this week is uh, number 28, Self-Reliance versus Self-Reliance. <clears throat> Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Last week, we considered the need, need for attunement with God, with the gurus, with the wisdom of others, until we make that wisdom our own. There is a strong and, in fact, valid belief nowadays in the need for standing on one's own feet rather than depending weakly on others to carry us by their strength. Swami Kriyananda was once asked, what is the best yoga posture? That one, he replied, which sets you squarely on your own two feet. Our strength must come from within. If that strength comes from the ego, however, <clears throat> instead of from soul consciousness, it is like a guitar string without its sounding board. The notes it emits will be thin and feeble. Our strength must come from within, but must be coupled with recognition of our inner link with broader and higher realities. The Bhagavad Gita says in the 10th chapter, everyone in this world whose life is glorious or prosperous or powerful, know that his achievement is but a little spark from the great sun of my effulgence. Jesus, in talking to his disciples, emphasized also the power of attunement with his own consciousness as a ray of the divine. For this ray had descended already through him in response to their devotion. It was a sign that God was already listening to them with receptive attention and did not require to be wooed in that way any longer. In the passage preceding the one that we read last week, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. 
Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. This was the meaning of Paramahansa Yogananda's counsel also when speaking more intimately to the disciples of the need for attunement with him. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Welcome all of you also in the visitors to the expanding light and the karma yogis and the visitors to the meditation retreat. I also want to include the 700 members who are not here this Sunday, who were here last Sunday. <laughs> because in effect, we've sent out the light from the Temple of Light to all corners of the world. And we are in India and Europe and America. And the Guru is with every one of us. I'd like to read uh, from Whispers from Eternity. All futurity danced in me the infinite rhythm. I disconnected my awareness from the little garden plot of the senses and switched it to the vast territory of the infinite. The aurora of my awareness spread like dancing waves of light in the aurora borealis and embraced thy cosmic wonderland. When thus I entered that vast panorama, my awareness, no longer dulled by the opiate of sensory noises, nor blindfolded by the veil of mere appearances, I stood marveling before countless streams of radiant, rushing thoughts, rippling through millennia from long dead still living and yet to be born civilizations. All time, past, present, future, danced in its infinitude of rhythms on the stage of my all-embracing consciousness. That's a wonderful reading. <laughs> we should all uh, hasten to attain that state. How are we going to do that? The temple that we're in was built with the consciousness that has powered Ananda since its inception and powered Paramahansa Yogananda's work in this world and powered the great masters through all time with the awareness that the big picture is the real picture and the little picture isn't really real. It's a make-believe. And it's one of the veils of light and shade that Paramahansa Yogananda talked about in the poem Samadhi. But it's afflicting most people in the world. And it used to afflict us. But now we're truth seekers. And we are pulled 
towards a consciousness that the masters express in every religion. And it's one that we need to cultivate and deepen. And that is the awareness that God is the doer. Christ used the example of the vine and the grapes because the flow of energy in a grapevine comes from the trunk and goes out to all the branches. But the branches become too many. If you don't prune a grapevine, you won't get any grapes. You'll get lots of leaves. And you'll get endless little vines and little twirly things, that tendrils, that grab onto things in all directions. Uh, and if you ever go to the uh, South Fork of the Yuba River here in Nevada County, California, you'll see that some of the vines that the miners left behind in the 1850s go up fir trees, and they go up for like 100 feet. There's no grapes, <laughs> but there's a lot of vines. And such is the life that people lead when they think that the ego is the doer. This reading from the Gita, I just love it. Everything in the world that is beautiful and powerful and prosperous is, a, is an expression of divine consciousness. When we live in the modern world, we don't hear that many politicians or businessmen and women or entrepreneurs talking about how it's the divine effulgence going flowing through their corporation that has led to increased profits or to political uh, popularity in the polls. And that's unfortunate because the reality of it is is that everything is being done by the divine consciousness. And to the extent that we can be channels for that, we have success and prosperity and joy and lots of effulgence in our lives. I like the word effulgence. I think the world needs more effulgence and more thinking about effulgence and less thinking about manifestations of power. This temple was built by a certain group of men and women who physically did it. It was built by another group of people who contributed money and energy. It was built by, hopefully, the same group of people's prayers. And asking the divine, manifest beauty and manifest a temple of light. And from this temple of light, let us send out beauty and truth and joy to Chennai and Bangalore and Delhi and all of India and all of China and the whole world, Russia. I can't name all the countries. <laughs> Did you know there's more countries in the world than we were in school? When we were in school, there was only like 100 countries. And somebody said Ananda's in 200 nations. There, there's more countries than there used to be. It's an expanding light. Anyway, the point is that that beauty is emanating from the divine. I very much like the dedication where we had the different member, representatives of some of the world's major religions here. Because there is one Father, Mother, God. We're all children, but we're all attracted to a different pathway home. For some of us, it's Hinduism. 
for many in this temple and on the ananda.org, it's Paramahansa Yogananda's ray, and that's beautiful. But the other religions have the same focus, is the vine is growing to them through Christ, through the Buddha, through the masters. All the masters that have ever come point to one father, one consciousness. So how do we, first of all, we should count ourselves blessed that we have become truth seekers because as we realize the opportunities for delusion are many and Master described them just as veils of light and shade, but there are many, many ways to forget that we're children of one God. But there are many ways to remember that we're children of one God. And it all depends on two things, karma, but also how do we respond individually to the blessings that are offered to us through the masters and the true paths to God. And in the end, we have to make a choice. This temple was in the ether for a long time. I don't know when it started, but at least when Ananda started, Swami at some point said, we, we are here to find God. We're here to share God with the whole world. Well, we'll obviously need a temple of light. And we placed it in very places, and we had different processes in the evolution. And we have temples of light in Assisi and Seattle and Portland and Sacramento and various places. But when the time was right, there was the opportunity, there was the grace. That's not enough. <laughs> you actually have to go make a design, raise the money, and build it. And you have to go down to the county, and you have to talk to the officials, and you have to dig holes in the ground, and cut down the dead trees, and dig out the rocks, and dedicate it, and put the yantras and the, and the blessings around it, and you have to enlist uh, all your friends. In our own lives, that same process is going on all the time. The guru is never away from you. Never. Never away from you. But you have to stand on your own two feet and respond to that call from the guru. You've got to do the work. Yogananda came that people could find God, but what did he give? A shakti pot to every disciple and they were liberated? No. <laughs> no, he gave the techniques by which you could receive the shakti pot and become liberated. In the end, you have to follow the path that leads you home because you got out here by your own free will, me too, all of us, we got out there and we forgot that we're children of God. We forgot that prosperity and fulfillment and beauty comes from the Divine Mother only and from no other source. So we have to go back and we have to take it step by step and thank God we're all truth seekers now. And so we can proceed. And if you're a Buddhist truth seeker, you follow the Buddhist practices. If you're a Sufi, you dance with the winged heart. If you're um, a Christian, you follow the Christ consciousness. But in the end, the Christ consciousness is the Buddha consciousness. It is one. And we're all trying to follow it. And we have to stand on our own two feet. We have to do it. And if we've been a disciple for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, 
we still have to stand on our own two feet and go deeper, all the way to samadhi, all the way to realization. We have to become masters like Paramahansa Yogananda advised us to, and the Buddha, and everyone else that's there, realizes, get away from my ocean of suffering. Don't stay there. Get out of that. Realize how beautiful you all are, how beautiful the path is. And I so much like the singers picking this song, Come Gather Round. For those of you who don't know, in the early days of Ananda, that was Swami Kriyananda's lead song. <laughs> he would always start with, come gather around. Because what are we here for? Come gather around. In those days, let's sing the blues away. <laughs> now we don't need to sing the blues away. We've forgotten the blues so much, we don't even think about the blues. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is we join with our friends and... Today we join with our friends. Last week we joined with more of our friends. But if we didn't send our friends out around the world, then there wouldn't be Sunday service in Assisi and Chennai and Bangalore and all these other places. So we carry the light with us that we find at the point between the eyebrows. And everything that is beautiful in our lives is a part, a manifestation of that light. That to me is the turning point for the disciple versus the worldly man or woman is the disciple, and you could hear it when the representatives of the different faiths spoke, you could see that they realized that it's all Allah, it's all Buddha, it's not the disciples. The intelligence and the wisdom and the energy that we use in our daily lives for whatever it is that we're doing is coming from the divine. And it may help us a lot to increase the amount of time in the day that we're aware that God is doing this through us. It's, first of all, I would say it's, it's way more pleasurable <laughs> than worrying about how your performance is each day. It's just try to realize that the answer to your day-to-day -day questions and problems, the perception of beauty, the realization of your own dharma is there waiting to be enlisted through the grace of God, and it's always available. And in whatever you do for a living, if you're a mom or a unemployed, a homeless person, or whatever it is, that's the stage in life that you're at but feel that it is God's grace that is there with you and will lift you to a life of total fulfillment and realization of the self. The spiritual path has been said to be difficult at first and then effortlessly liberating. And the more you practice, the more you realize God is doing this. God is with me. I love that we pray, Master taught us to pray three, three ways. Heavenly Father, so you're beyond time and space. and Then Divine Mother, closer, manifesting, has forms. Look at all these forms. Friend, beloved God. That's a very good one. Friend, beloved God. Your friend is with you. You're at work with your friend. You work with your friends. You're 
Go to school with your friends. Your kids are given to you by God. These are intimate relationships. And friend, beloved God is really important because God the Father, great, but vast. <laughs> A little big sometimes. Divine Mother, very good, very good, closer, much closer. Friend, beloved God is right there with you at work, driving to work, driving home, at the grocery store, at the auto repair shop, wherever you are. Friend, beloved God. And that increases our connection to the flow of that vine of cosmic consciousness. We, you begin to see, as Swami Kriyananda reminded us from the beginning until the day he left, and still reminds us through a certain set of singers that might pop out with the right song, that we're here with God to find God, but everything in our lives that is beautiful and fulfilling and joyful and inspiring is the flow of Divine Mother's consciousness to us each day. So as we practice the techniques that we've been given, karma yoga, right attitude, try to feel how close your beloved friend is, always with you, even when things are going horribly bad. Uh, God is with you. God is giving you horribly bad things so that you discriminate between horribly bad things and divine things and realizing, I don't want any more of this. I don't want worldliness. I don't want unkindness. I want the sweetness of the divine Krishna. I want the divine love of Radha for Krishna. I just want that to be my reality. And a really wonderful thing happens is you move towards the consciousness of the master and you feel as Yogananda felt and as Kriyananda felt that this is God flowing through us. That this work that we're doing, that these kids that we're raising, that this company that is going bankrupt in front of our eyes and that we're the CEO and we have to do something about it, it's all part of a flow of divine consciousness. And if used correctly, it's a blessing. And it will move us to samadhi, to self-realization. That's how Paramahansa Yogananda, that's how Krishna, Buddha, all the masters see the world. They don't see the separation and the smallness. They see the unity. And you can feel yourself as a disciple moving towards that, that everything has God in it. Master left a meditation, the all-day meditation one day. He said, he looked at everyone, he just said, silver light, golden light. You have no idea how beautiful you are. That is a state you will reach, I guarantee it, because Yogananda guaranteed it. It is a practice that you attain, and you attain it steadily, and at first you don't see it so well, maybe. It seems, I don't know, this is, this is not a universal law, but this is just an observation, that sometimes when people start up the spiritual path, Divine Mother gives them some beautiful light shows, and they have mystic experiences that are just like, wow, you know? 
Uh, but then she kind of pulls back a little. I think it's carrot and stick approach. <laughs> but it's, that's not to say that Master didn't have that every single day, or that Kriyananda's consciousness wasn't there all the time, or that many of us have that experience much more often than we did when we started. I can't guarantee, though, that every person who just starts on the spiritual path is going to have the experiences that some newcomers have. But whatever, it's the sweetness of God saying, come on, let's get out of this ocean of suffering. Let's live in light. Let's live in a temple of light, not only in a temple of light, let's live in this temple of light, in the heart. Let's carry that with us. Let's take it around the world. Let's share it with people that are open to it. And if they're not ready for it, it's okay. You could, I many times would see Swami Kriyananda go into a store or something and just give a soft blessing through a dialogue with a salesman or a waitress or someone. And it was interesting to watch because I always wondered, maybe at the moment it didn't sink in. But in five years, did they remember that old man that got in the elevator with them? Did something happen? I think that happens to many people that touch the disciples of a master. They feel the guru. They feel the grace of Christ or the Buddha through the contact that we make because we're looking at everyone as a brother and sister. We're looking at everyone as receiving that grace. And we're hoping that they stand on their own two feet. But you can't make people stand on their own two feet. That's one of the rules of, of the guru. His master would go through. He said, no one ever crossed my path, except there was a divine purpose. But he crossed the paths of many, many millions of people who didn't immediately turn their life around. But a little seed was planted. We have to plant little seeds with blessings. And our job is just to bless every moment that we come across, every situation. Your own situation, the people that are in front of you, behind you, in the freeway, in the traffic jam. Last week was really fun for some of us because these are people that we pray for every day. But a lot of them were here. <laughs> I mean, they came. It was so cool. <laughs> because it doesn't mean we stop praying for them. It means that we feel that expanding light. We feel that the temple of light is being a beacon of light to the whole world. That's why we make it. But in your own life, make your life a constant pilgrimage, a constant, your, make your heart a hermitage, is the way Master put it. Keep that friend, beloved God, in your heart and see everyone that you come across as a blessing. Be self-reliant, be proactive, but share that with everyone that you meet and it will help them and they will eventually help others. And now, it's around the world. You may have noticed that not everyone in the world is quite on board yet, but it's early into Apara. Relax, <laughs> this is, it's all gonna get better if we self, are self-reliant, if we put out that energy. If we just sat around this field and waited for Divine Mother to plop down the temple, 
would still be waiting. There really wouldn't be anything here. It'd be the same dirt and grass that has been here ever for millions of years. But in your own life, you can remodel your life with the grace of the Guru always there. You have to take those steps. You have to turn up the knob bit by bit. Maybe you've been on the path a long time and you're kind of floating a little here. Turn it up. Activate that energy. Come to the Temple of Light. Chant the names of God more. Do more karma yoga. Donate more. Do something. Be nicer to your kids. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> but don't ever think that Master loses sight of you. A week ago, we were 900. But Master's with every one of those 700 that aren't here. He's in all these countries in the world with them, friend, beloved God, and he's sending that grace, giving suggestions, subtle suggestions. Live for God. Love God. Live in that effulgence. God bless you all. Sing in the night.